0: Before we start today, let me apologize. We have been on a long hiatus figuring a lot of stuff out, but we are back. This episode was recorded back in October, so some of the references no longer apply, but an episode is still an episode. We will be back now every week with new episodes from Thoughts from Aunt Wu, the Avatar podcast where we know the future. And there is some real fun new stuff coming that I won't spoil just yet. Also, I hope you like our new musical intro. Wu is expecting you. Welcome to Thoughts from At Wu, the Avatar podcast where we know the future. Today we will be discussing Book 2, Episode 15, The Tales of Ba Sing Se. Let's get into this episode. So, this is going to be a very different episode of Thoughts from Aunt Wu because this is a very different episode of Avatar. Obviously, Tales of Ba Sing Se is split up into different parts and they're directed by different people. They're completely separate stories. So, we're going to talk about each of them independently. Essentially, what we're going to do is Each individual one treat as an episode, just a lot smaller. So we'll do the usual initial thoughts, episode discussion, and rating. We'll be rating each individual tale. And to some degree, there won't be too much uh, overlap. They really are going to be treated as completely separate entities. Once again, they're directed by different people. They're not a continuous story um there's more in common between a two-part episode that we've seen than there are between these tales so we're going to treat them that much also some of them are very short so we won't be saying all that much about the ones that are short um and then one final disclaimer i want to give and it just kind of for me at the top as like kind of an in- my initial thoughts on this whole episode this is an episode that i don't have a particularly high view of um i have a high view of certain parts of it um obviously but I think that sometimes the, 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 the high points of the episode overshadow what I think is kind of a pretty weird set of, epi- set of things. And as a result, I think a lot of people remember this episode really positively, and I'm going to be pretty negative throughout. So I just want to say that kind of at top, that if this is like the episode you love because of The Tale of Iroh, I agree with you. But I just think that the rest of the episode kind of suffers from a lot of problems. So today on my panel, I have Charles... Hello. And we can welcome back Lindsay. I'm back! Awesome. Lindsay's back. Guess who's back. Back again.
1: Lindsay's back.
0: Yeah. Okay, sorry. I'm happy. Yep. (laughs) So, let's get right in. The tale of Toph and Katara. Lindsay, we haven't heard your voice in a while, so your initial thoughts. The tale of Toph and Katara.
1: Okay, so before I watched this, I remembered it as kind of almost being that episode where it brings the two characters together because, you know what, they're always constantly fighting against each other. So I, th- I thought, like, in general, this is, like, one of those types of episodes where it's, like, meant to bring them together a little bit more, like, create more harmony and friendship between them, which I think is good and all, but I think the approach in it is kind of lackluster. The idea of... Um, just the concern over beauty so much. I feel like that's not something that just fits in too well with it. I don't know. Like, I think overall it's a good little short. I'm very happy it is just a short thing, though, because if it were to go any longer, I probably would not be a fan of it at all.
0: hmm. All right, Charles, how about yourself?
2: It, I'm. Uh, um... Confused. <laughs> uh, we mentioned this last week, but it, the premise doesn't make sense. Like, a fucking... Uh, it's, like, about how um, Toph is, like, more rough and pre- not per se suited to the finer things. Which is, in some ways, like, yeah, personality-wise is true, but mm-hmm. she's also been... Living at
1: yeah, she's nobility. Like,
2: yeah, like and not just like the extreme upper end of that too. Yeah, so it's like the results of this are so awkward. It makes literally no sense. It's so weird. I it it's just confusing. Like I, I mm-hmm. get the um the moral is nice. It's just like I feel the this that they didn't pay a lot of. Respects the background they wrote for Toph, just more like, uh, more like focuses on based on her personality. I don't know. It was just weird.
0: Mm-hmm. I I completely agree. I, I honestly cannot stand this tale. I think that this might very well be the low point of the Last Airbender, um, which I know is saying something considering what we're going to talk about next week. Um, bit of preview for Papa's uh, Lost Days. But I really don't get what they were trying to... Or, all right, let me say, I get what they were trying to do. I think it was a completely wrong direction for these characters. Um, For one, the sort of, okay, we're going to show off the softer, kind of more vulnerable side of Toph. I get mm-hmm. that. I get why you want to do that. But to me, they do that so much better in other moments with, like, r- looking at her relationship with her parents mm-hmm. and looking at... For example, later on in The Runaway with her sort of feeling like Katara is parenting her and how, you know, kind of she comes around to maybe that's not necessarily a bad thing. But this sort of whole, like, is she beautiful, weird makeup thing, I just, I don't get it. I don't get what in Toph's personality has ever been like this kind of thing. Like, it's not like Toph goes around is constantly being made fun of for her looks and, you know, usually takes it with a sneer, like... This has never come up. It's never going to come up again. Um, I think I agree with Charles that, like, the way this whole thing is set up with them going to a spa, like, Toph is from this prim and proper upbringing. She knows what this is like. It's Mm -hmm. not like she's never been through this before. And, like, it feels like instead, like this was the first time she's ever done something like this. Clearly, that doesn't make any sense. And then on top of all that, I don't understand... Why Katara and Toph look so ridiculous. And they do not look good. And, I mean, obviously it's a cartoon. But, like, in the last episode, I and I commented on this, so I was like, when... To, and kind of comments on how great Katara looks and they're going to this this this, this fancy ball at the Earth King and, they, like, they look really dressed up and it's all about Toph saying, like, I might be a slob, but I've learned property society matters. I can go mm-hmm. into, into a ball. And they look so much better in... in in city of walls and secrets and i just don't get it like it's not like they did their makeup themselves it's not like this Mm -hmm. was some kind of thing about toff being blind and all that like they went to a professional spa to be pampered and they come out looking completely and utterly ridiculous and then get made fun of for it like sure the girls that make fun of them are kind of like beings like fine they're 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 catty girls but like i don't understand why that even Mm -hmm. comes up like it's it doesn't make any sense to me.
1: Yeah.
0: Wait, that... wait. sorry. Okay, Charles. I
2: got it. Fucking Oh my god. I I got it. It it was <laughs> it, it, they they oh they were paid off by Long Feng. It makes so much sense.
0: That's an cause, interesting question.
2: Cuz they they just pissed him off at the end of the last episode cuz Ang did not like I mean, uh, yeah, yeah. Toph basically, you know, knows Gosh. that uh Bossing Se is like not what it seems, but the rest of them didn't really adapt and they kind of you know, we were talking about it uh through a wrench in the works. Yeah. Or started to. So this is this is his like you can still stay here, we're just gonna slowly <laughs> Degrade your experience. Oh my god. Alright, that's that's totally what happened. That would be that's... a really
0: cool idea. <laughs> I mean I don't I obviously don't believe it, but like that's awesome. I, I Charles, you're I like the way you think. You you met you gave this you gave this a point one up. The the possibility a, it... of that has raised my belief in this episode by point one. <laughs>
1: Can can I tell my own little personal
0: thing? Go go ahead, Lance. Yeah.
1: Um, Because that was always another one thing that bothered me, Mark, what you just mentioned. Like, they're going to this professional place and come out kind of looking like that. And it's, like, so, like, almost, like, unbelievable. And I used to think that was unbelievable. But then one time I went to a spa with my mom (laughs) and they like put makeup on me and i looked out looking i walked out looking like a clown so then i was just like no you just can't ever trust anyone to do anything right so i think in I this mean, case like they just went to a really bad place especially cuz yes
0: that's true
1: especially cuz like i know you mentioned in the notes like they're scraping her goddamn feet like surely she said no and they're like no we're going to do it
0: yeah, that part of what didn't get too is like, why didn't she be like, no, do not go near my feet? And they're probably why just not, like, we're I gonna do
1: it now. anyway. Yeah,
0: I, I, I mean, maybe I guess that like, that that makes some sense. But like, I guess the weird thing then is if what you're saying is true, they went to like a bad spot and they were made to look ridiculous. Then why? Then the message at the end of it, where they're like, you know, Qatar's like, oh, you're actually quite pretty, and like mm-hmm. this whole thing, like, then that doesn't make because it's not like they they come and be like. It's not your fault. It's like it's not our fault. We look ridiculous. We went to a bad spa. We look yeah. stupid. Like okay, that's fine. That happens. But instead, they're like, "Oh no, we're actually totally beautiful." Mm-hmm. I don't know. It just seemed weird to me.
1: I think and, this episode is trying to do something in the completely wrong way of doing it.
0: Yeah, I, I would agree. Yeah. I think this episode is trying to give this like moral lesson on like inner beauty, and you don't have, you shouldn't worry about how other people like other people's beauty standards for you. Mm-hmm. Which yeah, it's a great lesson. I don't like the execution of it whatsoever. No. Also, I'm not entirely sure I fully, like... Like, Toph and Katara's and relationship is, it, like, at times, obviously, very um, adversarial. And I feel like it's kind of weird how, in this episode, like, it's the first time it seems like they're very close, like, very chummy, mm-hmm. and then... Like we're gonna kind of go back to like oh no we're back to the regular Katara and Toph relationship basically until the Runaway and it's not a particularly common thing that we see I and mean, really we saw it in the Chase we see it here we see it in the Runaway um, but I don't know it just felt like a little bit like I guess Katara just kind of being Katara and you know trying to be like you know that that kind of friend who's always bu- bucking up everybody else mm-hmm. um, I don't know I just thought it was a little we- that was a little weird too like the way that kind of just came out of nowhere.
1: No, yeah, I definitely agree. I think it would have been a better approach if they were able to turn the episode into kind of like that idea of like the inner beauty aspect, but also find a way to make this episode about creating a bond between Katara and Toph rather than just being like, oh yeah, they're already tummy tummy. Like we know that
0: they're not like that normally. Yeah. Yeah. Missed opportunity. Ah, uh,
2: clip show. One
0: one thing to say in, in positive of this episode, I really enjoyed Toph's line at the start about and uh, when Katara says she has a little dirt on her everywhere, and she says, You call it dirt, I call it healthy coating of earth. Uh, I enjoy <laughs> that line. Just to say something positive.
2: Yeah. <laughs> All also, right, Sokka's so... pretty
0: badass, shaving his mustache with, like, that... With his boomerang uh, there. With his knife.
2: Um, for people that haven't seen or heard from people that try that shit in real life, it's not easy. That's what I'm
0: saying. That, 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 that's not easy. You use a machete to shave? That's hard.
2: <laughs> yeah, so definitely props to Saka.
0: Um, alright. I, I don't really have anything else to say on this episode, on this part, on, or on this tale. Um. I mean, obviously I don't like it. I guess we can just give our ratings unless you get anything else you want to say.
2: No, not really. I'm good with reading.
0: Okay. So, uh, Linz, start think- start us off. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> Alright, Charles, start us off.
2: Alright. <laughs> uh, I was gonna give it a three, but then I remembered remember that was what I gave to fucking The Great Divide. And then you I know, had to did think which give one. They give divide a four?
0: Even higher. I thought you gave it divide a I did a not four. give it a five. I will find out. I will get you exact rating in a second. All right.
2: um, I, know, I it know it was below a ratings. five.
0: Here we go. We're pulling it up. It was below five, because you and I were below five. I think Corey was exactly I don't think five. Uh, what episode number is divide? I can I just look for uh, the one with the 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 low ratings.
2: (laughs) Alright, let's put it this way. Uh, I'll give it a I'll give this one a four. No Charles,
0: you didn't give it below a five, you gave it a six.
2: Oh that's right. I fucking memed that each half was a three and added them into a six. Yeah. That's right. I shouldn't have done
0: that. You know, retroactively change your rating upgrade to five.
2: I mean, each part was. Th- this clip shows, like, worth a fucking 30 something altogether, because it's like six episodes. <laughs> yeah, it's true, yeah.
0: For the record, you, but, before you gave it a five, you gave it a six, I gave it a
2: 4.8. Oh, yeah, uh, that's all right. Um. I don't know, like, I think back then to now, uh, we've not been running the show that long, but, um. As our listeners will know, our ratings are based off and compared to TV, so a lot of that is going to be based off of what TV are each of us watching and what TV do we remember. Um, So I got like, for whatever reason, fucking Amazon keeps reminding me that Prime comes with TV. It does, yeah. So, yes. yeah, so I've been able to like rewatch a lot of uh, programming from like the 90s or so. There was some pretty good programming back on, so the average quality that I think TV has or had uh, went up a bit. Mm -hmm. Because it used to be I'd turn on like Fox or whatever and it'd be like reality shows, and just there wasn't a lot of entertaining, or I mean, there wasn't a lot of engaging storylines there or anything. It's um, funny
0: you say that, but then I accidentally turned on TV and watched half an episode of Bachelor in Paradise, and I'm like, oh my god, average television is terrible. I have to bump up every one of my Avatar ratings by, like, four. <laughs> well, yeah,
2: no, that's you know, that's what I NFL? meant. Like, w- on watching modern TV, like, yeah, sure, the average rating was higher, Yeah. but then when I was able to, like, go back and watch, like, you know, decades-old TV, I mean, that is not to say that modern TV is bad. There are definitely shows on that are Fantastic, uh, yeah. some of which are covered on the website. <coughs> <laughs> Self plug. <coughs> All right. Uh, okay, but I'll, I'll give the I'll give this one a four. It's ki- I mean, part of it is because it's a clip show, but it's rushed. The execution's bad. The moral's good, but you know, that's not like what we're grading it on. We're grading these on execution, not just on concept.
0: Yeah. All right, Linz, how about you? Uh, your rating for The Tale of uh, Toph and Katara.
2: I'll probably
1: have to give it a 4.5 out of 10. I, I think it's one of those things where the, I understand what they were trying to do in this, and I think overall it's not like a horrible little mini-episode, but at the same time just the execution of everything just did not play out well at all. Like, we were constantly just talking about, like, the flaws in it, and it just, like, almost seemed kind of, like, forced at times, like, the friendship between them. It just didn't really seem like that's really what it... They, that's not their their relationship. It just felt kind of awkward, so that's why.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I'm in a similar place. Uh, I was going to get this episode a 3. Charles has, has convinced me to bump it up to a 3.1. <laughs> well, I really think this is a, a, a true low point uh, for Last Airbender. Uh, I think that there are probably two episodes in Legends of Korra that are as bad as this, or maybe worse. Um, we'll see when we get to Peacekeepers One and Two. Oh. But this this was a really weird thing. I don't I don't get it, and it just it didn't have any of the thing didn't have anything that was redeeming. I mean, there was one line I thought was interesting or was funny, and that was about it. So, um, with that, we're gonna. Close things up on the tale of Toph and Katara. Now the next tale is the tale of Iroh, but the tale of Iroh is something we can we'll get into a little bit later. I want to I want to go into Ang first just because I going to get some <laughs> of these out of the way. Um, so let's get get things started on the initial thoughts for tale of Ang. Charles, this time you're you're up first. The
2: the Ang me made a zoo <laughs> like, <laughs> f- <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's good let's, let's move on to the next one <laughs> no, like, like, I wish like fucking I, I wish there was Something more thorough I could say about this, but it's literally like he went gear. to he went to look for Appa. He stumbled upon this like zoo that wasn't getting a lot of business. Then he uses this fucking whistle that gathers all the animals in the city Which and then the destroys sense. like miles of farmland <laughs> in order to make a new zoo. Yep. And it's, it's like, yeah, this is great. But wh- yeah, it's like yeah, this is uh, this is funny and all, but then you know. Is Boston City gonna starve now because they lost like millions on, of farmland. acres? Of... Yeah, like what? Pretty much. Probably. Uh, also, the
0: property.
2: But it's it's is funny. The, the, I have like, to. Rampaging it.
0: through the city. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, that property. I mean, but it's it, it's it's a funny. Like it's funny. It's inherently humorous, mm-hmm. and that's yeah. you know that's great. It's 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 also very ang, and the, I appreciate that. Yeah. Linz, um, uh, oh, no, sorry, Charles. But no, no that's th- this it. Is,
0: this is- Alright, Lens, go ahead. Um, so,
1: going off of Charles, Aang made a zoo. That's cool. <laughs> um, it was... It was, like, an entertaining episode. It's kind of, like, Charles mentioned, again, like, the it's standard Aang stuff. Like, he would be the one to, like, somehow destroy... Millions of dollars in property and just somehow creates like a zoo out of nowhere. um That being said, one of my biggest problems with this episode actually is them just opening up their defensive wall to create a zoo that now people can leave the city to go to.
0: Keep in mind that that's the inner wall, not the outer wall.
1: Oh, thank so God. Okay, big, yeah, um, I okay, I forgot out. about that. They're
0: inside Boston. Say they're just outside. The wall of the lower oh Okay,
1: yeah. Sorry, I forgot about that. That makes a lot more sense then. Okay, because <laughs> yeah. I was like convinced, like, oh great, they just opened up the wall, so uh better watch out when the Fire Nation attacks. We're gonna go to a zoo first.
0: <laughs> you imagine Azula stopping at a zoo and just admiring all the animals before invading. She,
1: she wants wants to hang out with the uh, the rabbit kangaroo, the the rabbaroo. the rabarou, the best animal, one of them. I love uh, them.
0: The Rapparoos end up being a, a very formidable pro-abending team.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and, yeah that's, yeah, that's it. Yeah, I've been kind of with Charles on this, you know, having you build a zoo. Uh, to me, this is like, I'm going to call this the Legends of Tomorrow of Avatar. Um, <laughs> if you check out our our CW chat, You can read about how I feel about The Legends of Tomorrow. Oh, my God. The way I feel about The Legends of Tomorrow is it's a fun show. I don't put thought into it. If you put thought into it, it's not very good. But it's fun, and it's an entertaining, you know, 45 minutes. So, you know what? Once a week, turn your brain off, watch an entertaining 45 minutes. Very good. For me, it's kind of what this was. It was funny. It was entertaining. There's nothing really to think about. There is one question I want to ask, though that i that a little line that i think is interesting so when this ang is talking to the zookeeper the zookeeper says the Dai Li won't give me any money is that implying that the that the state owns like all the property in bossing say
1: it might be a state-run zoo that's not very uncommon for um local government to be in charge of zoos
0: yeah that's what i thought that was the second the other possibility but there's a brief moment where i'm like Is it possible that, like, the daily is, like, this is socialism?
2: That would be interesting, but then the whole, like, ring segregation thing becomes really weird, right? Yeah, sure, well, it's socialism,
0: but with massive, you know,
2: um... Oh, no, 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 more the idea, like, you could move up and not be in government is weird if it's socialist.
0: That's true. Grant, the only people we saw in the upper ring was the, the government official.
2: Yeah, I just mean, like, when, um, you know, Judy was describing the ring, it's like, oh, yeah. this is where we had our, you know, our old wolf, and, well, I mean, yeah. I guess that could also be social. Yeah, no, I, I think it but... makes
0: sense. It'd be, it'd be weird if it was. I, I guess what Lindsay said is true, It just, it's just, the government-owned, or government-run zoo. Yeah, they're pretty common. And then also, like, I guess, guess, guess the zookeeper just can take all the land. Just randomly there. I mean, Charles said it with farm mind. Because uh... no, no one owns that.
1: I, I don't think the farmers would mind at all losing oh, that it's agriculture. Not.
0: I hope not. It's,
2: it's eminent domain, man. Oh, oh shit. Uh... <laughs> eminent domain. God. That
0: would be something. All right. Um, I guess, Lindsay, you probably have one thing you'd like to say about this tale, right? I do. The, the, a certain somebody showed up. The Cabbage Man! <laughs> My cabbages! I'm
1: sorry, I forgot about him for a minute. <laughs> Thank you for reminding me, Mark. <laughs> you're, welcome. You're, you're welcome. You're
0: welcome. <laughs> he, 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 had a, he, he seems to be down on his luck, that guy. He, he was definitely not feeling it today.
1: Yeah, only just today.
0: (laughs) Well, I guess. (laughs) No other
1: time in his life is
0: he burdened at all with any problems from the Avatar. (laughs) No, never. Him and the Avatar are best of friends.
1: Yeah, they hang out every Friday.
0: Alright, alright. Anything else anyone wants to say? I just, I really like the Rabaru. It's so cute. That's true, with the little rabbit baby, It's so fucking
1: cute. Yes. <laughs> it has, like, the rabbit ears and it's the kangaroo. It's so cute. Ah! I just love it. Okay, I'm done. <laughs> Like, really? <laughs> oh wait, no. One of my really favorite like No, I really liked the part where the cats were just showing up at the end. Like, what's Snowball doing here? And then you got like the one cat like going <sighs> at the like the animals. Yeah. It was it was funny. I think also one of them was the um Oh god. It looked like one of the cats I I totally co- yeah, I totally could be wrong on this. It looked like one of them was like that fluffy white cat from like episodes ago where like the fire nation came up to an old woman and it was like oh, what you do yeah miyuki what did you do the fire nation again i thought it was like i thought one of the cats was miyuki again
0: ah uh, maybe maybe it's possible to see. i'm
1: not 100 sure
2: mm-hmm.
0: all right so with that we will get into our ratings uh Linz, why don't you start things off rate the tale of ang
1: um, so, we talked about it. Um, overall, entertaining episode. It was kind of funny, stereotypical of Aang. We got introduced to more wonderful animals, the, the Rabaru. Um, he destroyed millions of dollars in property damage, but that's cool because we don't like the Dai Li anyway, and, uh, yeah, I think overall, it was just good little fun so I think um I would rate this probably like a six out of ten.
0: Yep.
2: Yeah.
0: Alright, how about you Charles? Uh
2: yeah, I'm just gonna double up on that rating. It's it's a it's a fun clip show episode. It's entertaining. There's not a lot to it mm-hmm. other than that though. So yeah, I'll give it a six two.
0: Oh, looks like we're all going to be on the same page because I'm going to give this a six as well. Ooh, a total I of it was twenty-four. It's better no, than average television. It's nothing, no, nothing, nothing special, like you know, nothing revolutionary, but it was a good time. So good, good on, good on. You.
1: A total of eighteen points.
0: Yes. Now we will move to the tale of Iroh, And We can all grab, <laughs> grab, grab, a tissue, get ready for some tears, because they're coming. Um. Lynns off.
1: Every time I see this episode, I always tell myself I won't cry and guess he was just fucking bawling an hour ago watching and then this. Then
0: you're bawling <laughs> and then you're crying. I know the feeling. <laughs> it's I just know the, feeling.
1: the the whole way it's set up. Like even in the beginning with the guy with the merchant, he's like, Oh romantic picnic, huh? And I was like, It's not gonna be a romantic picnic. Oh. You don't expect he, that he's actually going on a heartbreaking picnic, but like uh, he's like doing all the stuff that leads up to it, and then like when he's providing guidance to a young kid, he's singing to another kid, and it all just accumulates together to be this emotional tribute to his son that none of us was expecting at all. And I think honestly, the fact that it now is—it was his son's birthday in Ba Sing Se, and his son passed away at the Battle of Ba Sing Se, And mm-hmm. I, I think that in and of itself is one of the things that breaks my heart the most is that this is where Iroh lost his son and just the I can't I don't even know how to like finish describing it. It was like just cumulates all together to be like so emotional. And then when you also keep in mind that this was dedicated to the voice actor that played Iroh before, like, because he passed away, it, like, adds so much more deeper meaning and deeper sadness to it.
0: (laughs) Yep. Yep.
1: Too many feels.
2: (laughs) I... (laughs) Oh, no. There's not, like, the tale of Iroh is, the clip, this is, Mark said it at the beginning, people have fond mem- memories of this episode as a whole, and that's pretty much because everybody remembers the tale of Iroh, and it, like, it's the clip show you remember before all of the other ones. Mm. And, it's... It's a really great subversion of what you expect. Um, for us, we've seen the show, so you know this is a kind of somber or melancholic. But for, if you were watching the show like the first time through, you've only really seen I like is mostly at that point. You know this genial old man who's constantly upbeat. And friendly to everybody, so the beginning would just be more of the same, and mm-hmm. then, and then, like all of a sudden, at the end, like it, um, God, it like
1: it's... escalates to a whole other type of level. I feel like,
2: yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. and I mean, I don't want to say it's less that way since you've, we've seen it before and kind of know that. It's going in that direction. But... It's impact if you were a first time viewer is... Oh man. And then... Obviously the dedication to... Uh... Mako mm. It's also really touching that they put that in. And... It's... Just... Fantastic overall. It stays with Iro's, You know... It... It keeps Iro in character. Um and it delivers, like it execute it's like it just executes and everything super well and god it's fantastic
0: yeah um uh, I, I i couldn't agree more um i think that this is fl- flat out phenomenal it's so unbelievably emotional but i think that charles is right that it builds up perfectly mm-hmm. um now one thing i'll say because charles kind of talked about like the, for a first time viewer the the emotional weight of, of getting hit with that ending and i it's totally true but to me what makes this so unbelievably well told as a story is that as a as a multiple time viewer as a second time viewer the beginning of the episode becomes so unbelievably emotional and seeing Iroh like grabbing this you know guitar or whatever it is and 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 ukulele and you know comforting this this you know little child who you know is is crying mm-hmm. and he does it with this smile and it's he's brightening this this these, these people's day and to like realize that he's singing this song that is bringing up all of these memories of his son on that day on his son's birthday on the mm-hmm. you know in this in the city where it where it happened like if If Iroh just broke down in tears in the middle of that, it would be completely understandable Mm -hmm. knowing what we know about him. And yet he can do this because for him, just brightening somebody's day, helping somebody out is just that joy in life. And you can like see for Iroh, like that he has something in this moment. He has this, this song that can, that can help. And that's what he's going to do. And, and that is like, it's so good. I, I just can't, I don't know. I can't really say much more. Like it's so good. Um and obviously like it, it's kind of sandwiched in the middle and it kind of gets like lost a little bit, but the the mugging scene is so great. It's yeah. so funny. It's so classic Iroh. Like he like gets mugged and he's just like with that he, stance? The way he says it with that stance, it's like he's almost like disappointed. Like if you're going to mug me, at least do it like with a threat and like you can see he's like he needs to teach this person a lesson and like, like puts him in a better position. So that theoretically he could mug people better and then sits him down and gives him some tea and, and gives, you know, encourages him
1: to be a masseuse.
0: Yeah. And has this great line with like, while it's always best to believe in oneself, a little help from others can be a great blessing. Mm -hmm. Like like the fact that he knows that like, and you can kind of see this in like, in Zuko, like how he, his relationship with Zuko, where like, Zuko has been making bad decisions and does things that maybe Iroh doesn't agree with, but for Iroh, he's still trying to support Zuko and give him the, the support so that when the time comes, he feels like he has that support and he feels like he can make the right decision. Granted, it's going to take a while, but mm-hmm. you, know, you can almost like see that in this situation. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah, so we get to the last, the, the, the final scene, and, and honestly... I have nothing to say about this um it's this is a a scene and a a moment that just plays on its own so I'm just gonna play little soldier boy for everyone right here oh um, my god I why I I, well, <laughs> yeah i I just don't think there's anything anything more to say so we're gonna I'm gonna put that in right now and then uh we will we'll take a break and then we'll get back with the, the next <laughs>
1: Happy birthday, my son. If only I could have helped you. Leaves from the vine Falling so slow Like fragile tiny shells Drifting in the foam Little soldier boat Come marching home Brave soldier boy comes marching home (laughs)
0: okay welcome back it was so beautiful (laughs) there's yeah (laughs)
1: <laughs>
0: it, really, it really. Okay, is. sorry. <laughs> so, that's okay. So, uh let, let let's get things get back in, but before we do, uh quick uh, quick break to talk about uh, all the other fabulous content from uh Thoughts from Atwu um there's been some fun stuff going on in Hearthstone uh, recently. We have BlizzCon coming up. We have some Duel Arena going on right now and some interesting Halloween events. So uh, check out the fun Thoughts from Aunt Wu Hearthstone content. Um, Corey and I and Charles might be doing some fun stuff with that soon. Uh, so if you go to our website, thoughtsmontwoo.com and click on the Hearthstone tab, you can check out all our fun Hearthstone content um, and watch me complain about how much I hate the game. However, with that, we're going to get back into this episode and on to the next tale so the next one we are going to talk about is the tale of Sokka. and i'm going to go first and i'm just going to say you want some humor go watch the tale of Sokka. just listen to the haikus that's it nothing else to say <laughs> uh, i mean what
2: yes do you have anything this, you'd
0: like to say about um, this um
2: after okay. fucking, it's been years, but after fu- Epic Rap Battle became popular and the whole lip sync uh, battles became popular, you know how a bunch of shows sprang up from that? Sokka's rapping, or er, Sokka's haiku <laughs> yeah. battle in this episode is literally better than pretty much all of those shows. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, oh, okay. So listen to, listen to Sokka's haikus. He's got some game. He's got some <laughs> sick
0: beats, yo. Oh, he's got game. God, I, can, can we just have like... They should make a spin-off series <laughs> of just like Sokka freestyling against people. I'd watch that. <laughs> right. Sorry, I kind of hijacked that one, but like, very amusing. Really to say on this other than Sakasaku's, <laughs> so I guess ratings. Yeah, I guess I'll go first. Uh, I'm giving this an eight out of 8.5 out of ten. It's really funny. Um, it's really short, and that's what it should be. They don't they don't hold this too long. It's funny. It's an. Eight, it, it's I a, think you know, we all know what we're gonna rate it. it
1: <laughs> ten.
0: Yeah, can we all just, can we yeah. all agree re- with, re- like, alright, ratings <laughs> of Televira, 10, 10, 10, okay, cool. Um,
2: alright, ratings of Sokka, 8.5. Um, I'll give oh, it an awesome. 8. As much as I, like, say that it's better than all of the similar shows, it's, my it, dude, it's just a rap battle, that's it. Like, can you imagine that being a series, it, like, That's true. Bold?
0: No, it would not... I don't think it would be a great series. I, I <laughs> yeah, I I but <laughs> I really can't
2: even exactly imagine it as, like, a full episode on its own. <laughs> oh, oh, dear God. lord. <laughs> Please, no. Haiku. All, although, I will say, um, oh my God. having read some Avatar fanfiction recently, this, is in, this scene, this clip show <laughs> scene, has inspired some very amusing... Well, I mean... The, the, the ones I were reading in particular take the premise and then put the other characters in the position. And then...
0: You see, the problem with that is I don't think any of the other characters could do this. It's
2: mean, uh, still the only Sokka has. Mm-hmm. Maybe I the think. interesting I ones know. were the takes on Zuko. Uh, just because he is also royally educated. But... But, yeah, but is also, like, Zuko. So. Angst. He's,
0: honor. He's just, he's, just, he's just, his poetry is about, like.
2: It, know, it's about, about honor and, and angst. Honor. But he can do it, like, he.
0: Honor. Honor. <laughs> honor, honor. Honor.
1: Exactly.
0: <laughs> honor. He would find a yeah, way. You could you
2: could pull it off somehow. Uh. All right, but anyway, yeah, I'd I'd give it an eight.
0: Uh, right. give it an eight point three five.
1: Yeah, yeah, I, I really like it, and I feel like okay. of all the episodes, this is of like all the mini episodes. I feel like this is like honestly one of the most realistic things to happen to anyone, like of. The Avatar gang, like, Sokka would accidentally, like, engage in a haiku battle with someone. Like, that's just totally his luck. Yeah, exactly. Like, fall in through a, a goddamn window. <laughs> like, that's just him. In a nutshell.
0: <laughs> well, something struck him in the Here? Room. He just wound up. Here. Oh, God. Alright. So, let's get into... The Tale of Zuko. Oh, Zuko, you brooding boy, you.
1: Yes.
2: Uh,
1: Oh my fucking god! I'm gonna kill you. I know. Okay. Um, this one was okay. Um, I, I. Kind of get what they're doing with it, but at the same time, not really. I guess kind of showing like another softer side to Zuko, technically, which I feel like I would like to see a different tale of Zuko if possible, because I feel like there's just other ways that you can further develop him that's so much better. Like, we saw the full episode of Zuko alone, and that episode was amazing. And now their little tale of Zuko is him struggling to go on a date and being socially awkward and at the end he's like it was nice. Was it really though? Like was it really that nice Zuko? Like he did not seem that entertained the entire fucking time. <laughs> that's
0: literally what I wrote at the end. Of- yeah. <laughs> that's
1: literally what I wrote and at the end. And so notes. like I think that it's that's good that's in far? Eerie, but I feel like just for Zuko itself, it's I don't know, just kind of weird.
2: Um, Charles, uh, I, I, I don't know. I I think I don't mind this as much as um you guys mm-hmm. did. It's like uh. Okay, well, spoilers for the people that don't know, uh, this whole thing gets somewhat readdressed later on, because Jin does see Zuko and Mai uh, way later. Oh my
1: god, yeah, I totally forgot about that. Yeah,
2: so, the it's complicated portion (laughs) kind of comes back around, uh, which is kind of a... In, uh, an, an amusing nod back. Um, but, I mean, yeah. To me, it's like, how often has Zuko been able to do this since, you know, he's left, uh, the Fire Nation, since he went on his search for the avatar? It probably is kind of nice. It's not exactly a common experience. And, hey, you know, Zuko is, uh, as we're constantly reminded, a little bit older than the rest of the gang, so those hormones are probably playing merry hell with him.
0: Yeah, and it's not like he <laughs> stopped us; the ladies are falling down for him. Except later on, they they do.
2: But... I mean, Zuko's uh, e- even further spoilers. Zuko had some issues with maintaining steady relationships.
1: Really? I, I know, right? Mean, it's. So I don't know where you're getting this information from.
0: <laughs> well, Charles, it does. It does help your. It does. It does help your Kang theories. Maybe that's why it's been so hard.
2: You're, not- you're <laughs> right. That's that's, that's exactly it. it. If there was anyone Zuko could be open about his secrets to, it's Aang. Oh, wait a second. <laughs> uh, no, but um. Yeah, that aside, I I don't really have an issue with it. It's, like, you can see that he's kind of awkward, but then he... I I like the fact that he also knows he has to balance, like, this with the fact that they are not just refugees, but also, you know, they have, like, super... They need a fake backstory, Mm -hmm. so he just kind of has to come up with something in the fly that's, you know, it's cool to me. It's definitely something Zuko could do, and... Um, he's not great at lying, but Zuko is also great at misdirection, so... I like that he just flows with a lot of the stuff. Um, but yeah, uh, we... I think we mentioned this... Last... Week? With the, um... With the tea? Two weeks ago. Um when talking about how it should be obvious that Zuka's a firebender from this that and for whatever reason that isn't a problem. Um, that's a little bit weird, but at the same time it's kinda cute. cute, because it's like, oh, love is more important than our you know, our country's uh being at war. Aw, so
1: fucking cute. <laughs>
2: I don't know. So, like, I I have a more positive opinion of this than probably you guys do.
1: It's like, I don't have a problem with Mm -hmm. him like, with the relation- I I don't know, I feel like as a tale to try to address, it just kinda seems a little weird. I don't know, that's
2: that's not-
0: yeah for for me like I, I don't think it's bad i think that it it has some real positives and i think that the attempt to sort of soften zuko's character a little bit especially in a season that that in which that's what we're doing um works really well and i think it makes sense that he's like really bad with social interactions especially the social interactions of like flirting and being on a date i think that makes a lot of sense and i, and I think it, it it works for me mostly um I just There's just some things about it that I also feel a little bit problematic. And to me, this is the first of the tales that I feel like maybe didn't need to be in this episode. And maybe needed Mm. a little bit more of, like, the full treatment. Um, Obviously, you're not going to do a full episode on this entirely. But, like, this one maybe could have been stretched out a little bit and given a little bit more time to sort of develop. Because for me, the kind of problem is, like, I kind of wish that, like... So like it's, it's not like some random her, girl just showing up. kind of gotten to see, like, the this crush developing. But instead it's just like, she has a crush on them, she comes up and asks him out, they're on a date. Like, it's it ends up being very fast, which, again, it makes sense considering the way this episode is structured. It, it's, you know, it's not exactly their fault. They don't have much time to do this. But it is, it does feel a little bit fast to me. And then, as Charles talked about, like, we talked about this last week, I... That that moment with the with the, the lanterns, like unless the statement here is that she knew he was a firebender and she just doesn't care, which maybe that's the case, and if that's the case, and it's not as big a deal, but like if it's not, it has this air. How, how else are you gonna get all those lanterns? Obviously, for it? firebending. Like, there's no other explanation for this, and it's not like firebending is this weird thing that no one knows about. People know that there are firebenders. It's just weird to me. Um, and the other thing that I think is a little bit odd to me, and I get it's kind of just played for laughs, but, like, shouldn't uh, Zuko and Iroh have figured out their story as to all this thing? Like, maybe it's just, like, I I mean, I guess maybe the idea is, like, Zuko is, like, doesn't want to be, like, oh, we're refugees, we just lived in a village, he wants to be, like, exciting and mysterious, (laughs) because, you know, that's, yeah, but, like, Zuko actually has, like, some real talents. Like, he can't be like, oh, I was a guy who, you know, used dual swords somehow and, like, I, I don't know. I feel like he has some some talent that it could be, like, not yeah. a juggler when I clearly have no idea how to juggle. With all that said, I, I think this is definitely one of the better ones in all of this. Um, It's, it's I mean, taking out Iron, it's probably the best of, like, the... Let's give a character and just kind of have them like go on a kind of a, a journey of self discovery, so to speak, like kind of similar to Toph and and Katara and then Ang, and then Angs. Um, it's definitely better than those two. Um, so I, I I don't like I'm not I'm not trying to be like super negative here. It's not it's, it's definitely again, it's definitely not bad. It's just it's not anything particularly special. The one thing I will say is I did think that the actual like the fire. Whatever, we, whatever it's called. The, the, yeah, Jim was
1: right. Down. It was really pretty.
0: Um, Did look really nice. Mm-hmm. That was a really nice, a nice shot. Uh, anything else we want to say about this before we get into our ratings on Tale of Zuko?
2: Ooh, Maya. Maya really got her vengeance later on. I mean... Yeah. Look, she's really good with knives, so I don't know the The whole icicle incident was um. I feel like there was some intentionality there. Hmm.
0: Perhaps. Perhaps. All right. I get so ready for this, uh, Charles? Yep. Lens. Okay, I'm Alma Charles, seven point two. I was a little lower, but the more I've talked about it, the more I like it. I like it a little bit more. I think it's, I think it's in the very good tier. So yeah, I'll give it, to, yeah, I'll give it seven point two. Okay, so last, and I guess not least, but you know, not best, we have the tale of Momo. Um, I like Momo. I like Appa. I don't really care that much about this. Like, I don't know. I I, I understand, like, you, you want to have... it This is mostly there for the final shot. You want the final shot of, of Appa's was in the city. And, and you know, it, it does do a nice job of sort of giving a little bit more characterization to Momo and, like, the relationship between the animals. And that's nice. But, like, I don't know. I just thought it was a little weird. And I don't really understand how, why, like, Momo's walking by and a guy puts a hat on Momo and is like, join my show for two minutes. That was a little weird. And, like, also the fact that they're, like, catching stray cats and stray lemurs and then trying to sell them to be eaten. Like, maybe that's a comment on the economy <laughs> of Bossing Say, but, like, I don't know. Feels a little weird to me.
2: Hey, you know.
0: I mean, at least Momo was nice and they tried to eat him, but don't worry. Momo
2: Momo's a him. hero. He, he He's not spiteful like that. He's, uh... He's been traveling around with the gang. The gang.
0: (laughs) Yes, the gang. That's why we call it the gang. Uh, I mean... Why do you think we call the the Legend of Korra the crew?
2: (laughs) Yeah. I mean, um... In some senses it seems we- like the the song animals to be eaten is weird but in other ways it's like is it really in the west we just euthanize a lot of stray animals they don't you know get adopted so this is the same except instead of uh you know instead of killing them and just burying the body they eat them that's, that's it's resource efficiency right
0: I mean, you're right, and I, I know that's partially a cultural thing, but, like, I don't know, it just, the I guess the weird part of it is I, I feel like it makes more sense if, like, a random person caught them and just, like, took them into their home. It just kind of felt weird that it was, like, a, it seemed like a dog catcher, but actually, no, he's selling them to a butcher shop. Hmm. I don't know. It's not, it's, it's whatever, it's not
2: a... Yeah, it's a just action. a little it's odd, you're just, right. Just,
0: I don't know. I I, I, this is another one. I I really don't have much to say on this one. Like, it was there for a for a shot. The shot was nice. Like the ending scene was big, and it you know plays the next week. Part of the problem that this one has for me as well is like it just I can't escape from how much I don't care about the missing Oppa plot and how much like oh Appa's footprint. I just I not like I'm so I'm so not looking forward to Appa's lost days that it was almost like. This was that last reminder of, like, oh yeah, the next episode is Oppa's Lost Day. Yeah. And it's like, damn it. Oh well. Curled up, yeah. Yeah. No, I I agree that it's a it's a good shot. Keep going, let's.
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah. And unfortunately, we're thoughts about yeah. words, so we know the future. <laughs>
2: uh, I mean.
0: Well yeah, that's true. <laughs> one one good thing is thank God that Aang didn't find out that someone tried to, you know, sell Momo to a butcher shop. You imagine that reaction? Bossing Say wouldn't be there anymore.
2: Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> that would be that would be the end of it. Uh
0: then they would call it say. That means Penetrable City. Sorry. I need to quote the general on the wall.
2: Um, I mean, if anything, I'd like to say about uh, this Momo's part is that uh, it's just a reminder of how good the Avatar team is with visual storytelling, because no, there is not dialogue.
0: Yes, that is true. This is entirely visual storytelling. The the one bit of dialogue is obviously in like <laughs> weird language because Mambo <laughs> doesn't understand it. <laughs> yes. Imagine if that's actually the language of us
2: <laughs> Oh, That'd be amazing.
0: <laughs> mhm. All right. So let's uh, let's wrap this one up. Um, Lindsay, you can go first. Ratings for Momo. Okay. They're clumps. <laughs> I know, I'm Um,
2: yeah I'll give it a 6-2 it's definitely about as good as uh, Aang's so just uh, obviously totally different but yeah
0: yeah I I think I enjoyed Aang's a little bit more so I'll give it a 5-5 I think it's a little bit above average but not by much and I said I, I don't have all that much to say about this I think that it did it's job it's fine the visual storytelling was good. The final shot was really nice. But there was not enough in there uh, in terms of anything else to like really give me anything to say. So 5.5 I think feels about right. So with that, we are going to close things out. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of Thoughts from Wu. We will be back next week with the next episode, Appa's Lost Days. I'll out a little bit of a groan because I don't like that episode very much. Um, however, after that, we have a Really nice run of episodes, and we're coming off a really, really high-quality run of episodes. I mean, if you just look at the ratings from, uh, basically from Serpent's Pass through City of Walls and Secrets, I mean, I don't think we had anyone give anything below, like, an 8.5 or something. So, uh, some really good episodes, and and we have Wait, a, another set of good episodes coming up. And Corey
2: that. run, like, we're, uh, low 8s for the past two? All right, that's, maybe
0: yeah. Maybe, all right. No below an 8. And I gave a, a few nines and above, so Some very high quality episodes. Um, so, and then you know, guys, we're we're past, we're like well into book two. We're almost up to book three, so we're uh, we're making real prog, we're making real progress. Uh, so that's good. Yeah, it is. As always, check out all the fun content on ThoughtSpotU dot com. We cover Avatar, we cover Hearthstone, we cover the CW, we cover. Game of Thrones! Um, I'm in the work and talks about getting together an interesting Game of Thrones special, so uh, get ready to check that out uh, for some interesting stuff. So, with that, we will talk to you guys later, and we will see you next week.